We're recording. All right. We got it. We got it. (laughs) Here Uh, we are. Always start so strong. Uh, It's one of my favorite things about this podcast is how strong it always starts. I love you. Two, three, three. Couple skate. Welcome to Couple Skate. I love it when we get it right. (laughs) How are you? Hello. Oh my gosh. Well, we just had like a 15 minute uh, dread barf. uh, And so luckily we hadn't started the uh, actual podcast yet because we just got that all out of the way. (laughs) I know. I feel like people will be like, oh, I want to hear that. Put it up on, you know, with like, have a special patreon for like no no it's not for you it's go back to our 2020 getting... episodes and you can listen to us <laughs> moping uh, around moping around <laughs> oh there's a lot of so but now here we are and we feel much better and we're ready to talk uh We've luckily I had nothing. Hey, look at my notes. Completely <laughs> blank, nothing. I don't have a single thing to talk to you about. But luckily you brought it. You have all the cool things to talk about. Oh yeah. So many cool things to talk about. Let's so start cool with things. this. Let's start with uh you fucked up uh pretty <laughs> big this week. Yeah, you know how we have who's the asshole this week? Yeah. Uh, yeah. and Who we talk hate? about we talk so- about somebody. <laughs> yeah. Uh I am the biggest asshole. Oh no. And- I'm the worst kind of asshole, which is the asshole parent. Uh. (laughs) I just really, and you know, it was one of those situations where I didn't even, like, I was just behaving like myself, which is really snarky. And to be fair, I was snarking very specifically to you, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. a very specific (laughs) dynamic. Yeah. Bestie Um, snark is private. (laughs) It does. They're not. There's not rules around who you can talk. You know, you're allowed to say shit you wouldn't say to other people. You can say exactly. that to your spouse or your bestie. So yeah. Also, yeah. I mean, also, I have a, a dynamic with you that I don't have with Dave. Yeah. Dave is a nice person. <laughs> and also, this was involving Bodhi, so I would never say this to him. But Bodhi's took he he's working a summer job for his stepdad and his mom doing the HVAC thing like he did last summer. But he doesn't really have any incentive to earn money. Yeah, sure. He he just doesn't have the like interest in it. He doesn't really need anything. And I was like, okay, well, so you don't need anything. You don't want anything. You need to start contributing to some things that um, we're paying for because we're paying for everything. And you're 17. So now's the time to like, buy some of your what own are you a stuff. boomer parent what are you my parents <laughs> okay you're 17 you buy all the shampoo for the house now <laughs> well like I bought all my own clothes by the time I was 16 17 and I wanted to buy my own clothes because I wanted to buy very specific things like but he doesn't care so I was like okay here's the thing you need shorts why don't you spend some of this time since your friends are busy go to the mall and get yourself a couple pairs of shorts like really this is not a big ask you know, I'm also just trying to get him out of the house, but also to equate like work with, you know, acquiring something with shorts. like having some ownership of something. You're such a capitalist. Look at you <laughs> working with shorts, Bodie, get out there. 
then he comes back from the mall and he's got the like the daddest dad shorts that I've ever seen. They are like wide pleat front khaki long shorts. (laughs) And, you know, we went through this whole thing where he like melted down because he was so embarrassed about the clothes that supposedly we were buying him that were embarrassing. And I was like, I don't even know what he's talking about. You know, Dave always makes sure that he's got name brand things. It's all this like REI gear or like, cool brands but then Bodhi shows up with these totally embarrassing shorts I was like these shorts are dumb like worse (laughs) than anything we've gotten you but (laughs) for sure this is what you picked out so okay you picked out is these crappy I mean they really are like grandpa shorts they're that uh I don't know Johnson and Murphy brand or something I mean (laughs) he went to Kohl's he went to Kohl's (laughs) and got himself a pair of pop pop shorts (laughs) i mean maybe i'm guessing that they were on like super clearance but i was like guffawing at how stupid these shorts were which whatever get yourself those shorts um so anyway i texted you about these shorts and i was like oh my gosh Bodie just came home with the ugliest most embarrassing shorts (laughs) i've ever seen and i did think it was weird because you never responded yeah yeah because i never got it (laughs) what happened is i never received this text yeah yeah and the reason you never received it was because i actually sent it to him (laughs) you have to buy the shorts for the rest of your life that's the only amends you can make oh my god died I died I like kept checking it and the only reason I noticed was because he texted me like three days later to say hey I'm coming home oh my god oh my god and I was like wait what's this text that I sent him and then I was like oh Oh my god and he never said anything is the other thing he never said anything he didn't say a word he never responded to the text because my kids would be like hey fuck you you know like my kids would immediately be like fuck off hey wow rude you you made me buy shorts now you're making fun of my shorts who is this for (laughs) you know my kids would immediately call me out but he just silently and it had like i was like so then i immediately of course texted you and i was like oh shit I thought yeah. I sent you this text and it's like, it's mean. It's a yeah. mean text. Oh, it's mean. It's mean. There's no, there's no way around. It's the, it's a text meant for your friend, not your kid. A hundred percent. I mean, I mean, it's one of those that you're like, this could have been worse. At least it's about shorts, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Still, yeah. It wasn't about still. his, like him as a person or anything yeah. like, just you know, shorts. he's a cry baby. I was just like making fun of his shorts. Yeah. Um, after having him made him go do that, after forcing him to buy the shorts, you're mocking the shorts. <laughs> I'm calling this episode the shorts, by the way. Uh, oh my god, uh, oh, I shit. feel for you and so, so then hard. It was on like, this. I don't. I thought, well, I have to say something, right? I have to right. apologize for it, right, or something. Yeah, but then I couldn't ever figure out, like, because it had been so many days. I just was like, I don't. I'm going to bring up this text from three days ago. <laughs> you gotta though. I feel like and <laughs> I was like, maybe he just didn't get it. Like maybe he just, just read it and was like, what's she talking about? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I fingers crossed because the alternative is so brutal where he read it and was like, 
Oh, and he's such a sweet kid. And I hate the idea of him reading that and being like, oh, I got the shorts and she hates the shorts. You know, but oh, I hate it. On the other hand, I had, I did notice that he has been wearing the shorts um, all the time. So, oh, maybe you gave him like a little something to rebel against. Actually. Exactly. So you're like, I hate I... those shorts. And now he's off. And yeah, he was like, I'm perfect. Bad. Yeah, Bad. these shirts are like she hates these shorts. Yeah, I'll show her. I'm gonna wear the shorts yeah. I bought. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, I think the only thing you can really do now is um you're just probably gonna have to buy him some shoes. Oh no, actually, you know what? You're gonna have to buy some ugly shorts and let him make fun of your shorts. And then I feel like you're even. Like if we get you some Johnson and Murray or whatever you called them are they were. Uh, we'll get you some of those and then I'll, I'll text him making fun of your shorts and then, and then we'll have like a little moment and, and maybe that would make him feel better. Yeah. Except I don't wear shorts. Oh, well, uh, a real ugly pair of slacks. I mean, the thing is like, he, he is embarrassed by the clothes that I wear, no matter what, like I have that pink shirt that has bananas on it. (laughs) I love that shirt. (laughs) And he hates the bananas actually have boobs. So nice. it's like a banana shirt and the bananas have boobs. And he looked at it the other day and he was like, I just don't understand why somebody would wear that shirt. <laughs> well, there you go. Maybe and I was like, it yeah, works out. I'm kind of that person that mm-hmm. I have items of clothing. Banana boob shirt, like, yeah. like everybody's like, that's perplexing why somebody would purchase and wear frequently those items yeah. of clothing. That's part yeah. of my that's part of my style is yeah. ug- ugly stuff. So, yeah. I mean, I think I could wear a pair of these Johnson and Murphy plate shorts and it would just seem ironic, you know, let's try it. <laughs> let's see if we can borrow them from Bodie photo shoot. <laughs> uh, I feel for you so hard on this because there was a period of time. Every time I would try to talk shit to you about my ex, I would send it to him on accident. And it was literally like, three times in a row where <laughs> I that's your ex who's like you I, know I know somebody you don't like and somebody who's feeling still don't really mortifying care. but still mortifying yeah. because I would even be like how how and so now I'm so careful when I'm going to talk shit I check like 15 times I check who I'm sending it to because uh the third oh, time yeah. it happened he was like yeah still me still me and I was like <laughs> oh my god oh my god <laughs> It is. It was was so surprising to me because I am pretty careful. And also I never text him. Yeah. So like the fact that I somehow figured out how to do that, you know, it's, he's not even in my, you know, my favorites or whatever. (laughs) Okay. Jocelyn, now that's bad parenting. Okay. Right there. You need to be, your kid is definitely always in your favorites. Who's in your favorites. (laughs) Well, you can only have five, right? You only have five favorites. So it's my parents, my sister, you, and oh, my shave and my two best friends. Oh, I made so. the cut. I made the cut. Sorry, Bode. <laughs> well, no room. Favorites just means these are the people that I'm frequently texting. And the yeah. thing is, like, Bodie's had, like, four different phones. Yeah. And you can text him. He never responds. You can he, like that. Maybe that is a good thing. Now we know. Yeah. Like, so I mean, <laughs> didn't even read your text. He was just like the only thing oh. we ever text each other is like photos of pets. Okay. So um, that's not his preferred method of communication. Yeah. So well, I don't. I don't like push that on him. Uh, better you than me. That sounds 
Yeah. Just so for me, that sounds like something everybody. my kids would I bring win up. The prize you win the prize for, for worst, worst parent. <laughs> I'm so relieved that happened to you because that's the kind of thing my my kids would bring up all the time. Like uh year this is like 10 years ago when I was on tour. Um, they had a beta fish uh named Mr. Gold. And I put one of those tra- like time release things in there. You know, it's like seven days worth of food when I was on tour and they were at their dad's. And uh the whole thing released at once while I was gone and it killed the beta fish. And I came home and they had a dead fish. They still call me fish killer. It's my literally my nickname. They call me fish killer. And that was a decade ago. And it was one beta fish. So exactly. I was like, and it was a fish. It's not like you yeah. killed the cat or something. I know it was a fish. They still tease me about that all the time. So relieved. Uh, I think that makes you like a pirate. Yeah. You know? It's like a pirate <laughs> yeah. parent. Behavior. A pirate parent. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's uh, you have this. You have this uh, story. So. Uh, recently there was a cold case in Boise solved. Um, Joyce Casper was murdered, what, 36 years ago. Yeah. And it was really sad and it was really brutal and awful. And I, we actually just did, uh, an episode about it for my other podcast job. Um, but you said you, you have a connection to her. Yeah. So what's really crazy is that, uh, so she had, um, the Hallmark store, it was called Casper's Hallmark and mm-hmm. it was in Vista village. And, uh, which is like a little, it was like one of the first mini malls in Boise, but my dad had Annabelle's restaurant, which was like, um, right on Vista, right next to Vista village. And so when I was a kid, I used to go to Casper's Hallmark all the time because of course I was a young girl they had things like stickers. And so I knew Joyce Casper. Oh, wow. And um, my grandmother, who was, I think, close in age to Joyce Casper, would do the books for the restaurant that my dad owned. And I don't know if it was like a week or a month before um, she was leaving the restaurant late at night with the money bag and she was assaulted And this guy like tried to get the money bag from her and tried to, I mean, I don't know like if he tried to rape her, but it was like, it was definitely a really bad situation. And then, um, so it's on the same road. She's an older woman. She gets assaulted. And then it was like a couple weeks later that Joyce Casper. Wait, your grandma was, your grandma was assaulted or Joyce? Because I know. Oh, well, that's crazy because so was Joyce Casper. A week before she died, she was assaulted by somebody. Exactly. Who, wow. Who and your grandma her. was too. Oh my God. And she was an older woman and it yeah. was like a block away. Whoa. And they never caught the guy. Wow. Um, which they that's... never caught the guy who assaulted Joyce Casper. But I think that guy was like yeah. getting these, you know, targeting older, older women, targeting older yeah. women in this neighborhood. Wow. And eventually kill Joyce Casper. But so that could have been my grandma. That could have been your grandma. Holy cow. Yeah, that yeah. absolutely could have been. How crazy. And I remember when she died and it was, it was really sad. Like she was beloved. She was a lovely older lady, um, just really kind hearted. And it was, I mean, I think probably my family was really shook up about it because we knew her personally. And then also because of the incident with my grandma, we were like, oh my gosh, that could have so easily 
been gone differently um and then they never solved the murder so it was like they never caught the Whoa. guy so it's like yeah until just now they, until just they, i mean right well, he's already dead later so it's yeah. like we had this hanging over us that yeah she could have you know there's like a bank right there and so mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think what the Joyce Casper thing is that she had also, you know, she'd been robbed and of course she had money. We have to always go deposit the money in the bank mm-hmm. at night in the deposit box or whatever. And uh, so it just totally reminded me of that situation. And I mean, it's great that they finally figured out who it was, but the guy was never caught and he, they just figured it out through genealogy. Yeah. And he, and he died, died in 2007 by suicide. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and actually the way they put it together, the genealogy thing is really interesting to me because it's not like they like swabbed a guy's cheek and then tied it into, you know, the, the DNA evidence. They like built a profile of what his kid's DNA might look like now. And then through, you know, genealogy sites, 23andMe type stuff went through and like found people who were similar to that. And then they were able to find his kids who um, were unhoused and living, I think in San Francisco, although I can't, maybe it was LA, I can't remember. And they were able to somehow find his unhoused kids in California, go down, swab their cheeks in like a Starbucks and get them. And then they were able to be like, yeah, this, this was their dad who did this, which is just crazy to me that you can find a murderer through like, like made up DNA, you know, it's just crazy to me. It's so strange. Um, Yeah, actually, I just got like a week ago, I got a ping on my 23andMe, which I did as a gift because somebody gave it to me and then later was like, eh, I don't know if I should have done that. Uh, it sounds like there's a lot of ethically gray stuff, but um, uh, I got a ping that I had a new cousin and I was like, who is this? Someone I'd never heard of, a living in Twin Falls, uh, l- looked him up, uh, super successful business, business person, like Mr. Twin Falls Chamber of Commerce, like won an award, a whole bunch of stuff. Never heard of this guy. Finally kind of like tracked it back and was like, oh, okay, okay. This is on like my estranged father's side. But first cousin, somebody that I was like, I don't know who the fuck this even is. So I don't, if, yeah, if he did I, any murders, if he did any murders, they're going to catch him through me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've just been really hesitant to do it because I've heard so many horror stories of people just like uncovering things. And you just think, like, yeah. oh, this is a novelty. This is really fun. Um, but just, yeah, finding things out that you don't necessarily <clears throat> want to find out. Not about murder necessarily, just like, oh, I'm just introducing a complexity into my life. Yeah. That I, that's an uncertain complexity. Yeah. Um, since my dad found his brother, uh, his British brother, um, and that ended up being kind of fraught for him. Um, yeah. I'm just like, I don't know if I want to do that right now. I don't need to know about a secret half brother out there. Yeah. 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 I'm not digging into that. Yeah. Well, you so. have this, let's move on to, you have this theory you want to talk to me about. Yes. I have this theory, which it may be just isolated to my neighborhood, <laughs> <laughs> but I've noticed and it's kind of nuts. Um, so I noticed it first cause I walk around my neighborhood all the time. Cause I walk my dogs and I noticed, uh, the first one about two and a half years ago, maybe kind of during the pandemic where there was two luxury SUVs. I think one of them was an Audi and one of them was an Acura and they were at the same house. So I'm assuming it was a couple and they had vanity license plates 
that involved uh like a a letter of their name okay like it was like the s group or the k you know fam or whatever so they had these two suvs luxury suvs fancy cars and then um one of them ended up at a house like there was a house for sale and one of those SUVs moved over to that other house in the neighborhood. So like the couple split up and another, uh, one of them got a different house still in the neighborhood. I love that for them. That's going to be great. That's going to And I also noticed them because they had a Corgi um, and we have a Corgi mix. And so I was like paying attention to these Corgi people and they split up. Um, So then a different street just a couple of weeks ago, uh, two luxury SUVs that have vanity license plates with a letter um, have been in this house, really cute house uh, that I walk by all the time. Then there was this other house for sale a couple blocks away. Now one of those luxury SUVs <laughs> lives hmm. at that other house. Same vanity okay. license plate. So, huh. Um, now I think my theory will be proven of the two luxury SUVs with vanity license plates, uh, to divorce pipeline. Okay. (laughs) Okay. There is a couple that moved in, um, to a house probably about a year ago. They have matching, um, white, Audis, SUVs, and with vanity license plates. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm thinking they've been doing a, a lot coincidence, of- Three's a pattern, you know? Like three's a pattern. And yeah. they've been doing a ton of like work on this house, which mm-hmm. I feel like is the other common denominator is that yeah. like a lot of renovations is going on and they have this whole like side yard that they've just been- like populating with more and more and more plants, like in pots, like just, they've just been really trying to set up this side yard mm-hmm. for to like enjoy. And I just feel like they're t- really, really trying to get everything for this ideal relationship. <laughs> they've got the SUVs, they got the new house. Got the vanity plates. They got yep. the whole, yeah. And if the common denominator on all three of these families is debt, <laughs> that's credit card debt, I think is what that is. Uh, Cause nobody who, nobody I know is making enough money to like straight up afford to luxury SUVs. I don't know. It's, and it's always, kind of it's always an SUV and it's always yeah. a luxury SUV. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. okay. so I'm just saying like, if you really, the keto happy marriage is maybe not an accurate SUV. The Kita Happy Marriage is a 2008 <laughs> uh, Mazda Tribute. Like, right. folks, that's what's going to get you. That's that's where the love is. <laughs> is to you, you share one car and it mostly runs uh, pretty good. That's very funny. I, okay, well, we'll we'll check in and see if that number three, if that ends up. Yeah. And I'd like right. to, if anybody has experienced this in their own neighborhood, cause it does seem very weird to me that they like, they stay in the neighborhood, which for me means like they have kids probably. Yeah. Um, 
which I'm telling you right now, if you're going through a divorce, I have done uh, one divorce, one very big breakup. And I think in the beginning, it's there's always this feeling of like, if you have kids, especially of being like, you know, well, we got to stay in the same house or we got to stay in the same neighborhood, move across town, give each other some fucking space. Do not talk unless it's about the kids for one year. Just give each other some space while every while you work through your mad and yeah. your hurt feelings. And then in a year, you can be like, okay, now now we could live a little closer. You need that space. People always think they're going to do it and stay, stay friends and stay. We're going to be so close. We're going to stay so close. It's like, yeah, that's the dream. But that does not usually happen because your feelings are hurt and it's hard and breakups are really difficult. Uh, off like a ah. Band-Aid. That's what I yeah. say. I, yeah. I totally agree with you. And I did notice in the first case, which is it's, it was on Randolph, which is like the fanciest street in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, that there was what I had originally assumed. And I think, I think it's true was there was like a little Toyota Corolla that had a bunch of bumper stickers. And I was like, oh, that's the babysitters, um, Toyota Corolla, I think that the, the, um, the babysitter became the new girl. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, Because I did see at one point the man who had stayed in the house with his SUV and the young girlfriend, uh, baby slash babysitter, like going out, like riding bikes one day. And I was like, but there's no kids. So what I assumed was like the babysitter was there was actually the new girlfriend. Gross. And can you imagine in the same neighborhood, like oh two my blocks God. away? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. That's brutal. That is yeah. brutal. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. But Ugh. also I just would like to point out that I'm clearly very nosy and making oh, up yeah. all sorts of scenarios <laughs> about my neighbors. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you got none of this could be there. true, That's... but I mean the the two SUV part is true. Just in that though, they were at the same house now at are different houses. I think the vanity plates is more of a red mm. flag for me because mm-hmm. I think you know unless you have a very good, very funny, very cute vanity plate, uh, that's always kind of a red flag. You well, know? The, it's the like vanity plates that are about the togetherness yeah that's the thing it's like they're ma- it's not their only are they initials. matching vehicles, they're matching yeah. vanity plates with like one letter different so they could be like you know i don't know the k crew yeah and then the other one is like you know L instead of an K. e yeah i mean yeah. so it's like even then it feels so performative Mm -hmm. about the like togetherness Mm -hmm. and then it just it just completely snapped like or or, you know one person was desperately trying to make this yeah unit and then it was just all built on suvs and vanity debt and suvs yeah that's what most american (laughs) relationships are built on debt and suvs Ugh. Yeah, well, uh, Dave's why? been hunting, hunting around about a, a different vehicle, and I'm just like, no way, dude. No SUV, just, bud. Yeah, we're just keeping these same old cars. Yeah. No license plate, vanity, vanity license plates. He gonna... wants to get new tires, and I'm like, is this a sign? <laughs> Are we ready? Are we ready? <laughs> we're. I don't know, Dave. I don't know. 
Uh, that's funny. Um, I, I have a good, I have a good little car story for you. Um, I have a good one. We just went up to Glacier National Park uh, for last week. I had a few days off around 4th of July. And um, I'm not going to say where we went because we went way deep into the backcountry and everybody was like, don't tell anybody about this. And I was like, okay, but it's on the map, but fine, whatever. But we drove way deep into the backcountry and then even further from there. And all the, everybody was like, be careful of the road, watch out for the road. It, the road is so terrible. All Everybody was warning us. And they're like the reviews and stuff that I looked up. And I was like a little worried about it, but we have a friend working up there and he was like, ah, you'll be fine. You're from Idaho. So we go in our, you know, the story, we have a uh, 2010 dead lady convertible infinity. Speaking of luxury cars, I feel mm -hmm. like it doesn't count though. Cause we got it for 2k, uh, <laughs> from a dead it does gal. have a vanity license plate. Yes. Does not, does not, but could, but could. <laughs> you have to get a matching one and um, then we'll be suspicious. Well, we don't own two cars. So there yeah. you go. Uh, so we, um, two working cars, we are, we're Idaho, we're Idahoan properly. So we have several not working cars in the driveway mm -hmm. also, but, um, but so we get up there and there's a cute little town outside of, uh, this very wildernessy area that we're about to drive into. And everybody's got Land Rovers and raised up Jeeps and, you know, $70,000 specialty camping trucks. And we roll up in our, uh, not only is it a, uh, tiny luxury convertible it's been lowered it only has about a two inch clearance and we roll up and uh everybody is literally staring at us and like what the fuck and people are like you're not taking that back there are you and I'm like oh yeah we're good uh I'm from salmon we're fine and they're like and they were everybody was judging us and being super weird and even there was a guy in the store who was like are you guys from California and I was like no we're we're from uh, Idaho and he was like oh really and he was like, you're going to take that back there, huh? And I was like, I, I've been on the worst forest service road you've ever seen in a 2001 Camry. So I am feeling pretty safe right now. And so we took it back there and it was fine. I mean, it was, you know, there were some pretty big dips and you had, there were some spots you had to go like way around or like slow way down and stuff, but we made it just fine. Alex is a great, you know, uh, firefighter driver. So he was fine. And, uh, but it was just so funny because nobody could get over the fact that we were taking that, this car back there. And I was thinking that really that is sort of this, honestly, this dividing line, like a class line is this idea that you only get to enjoy recreation if you have like a, a lifted Jeep or you have one of these like super expensive, like, oh my God, when we were camping, we were cracking up because several people had these, like, I mean, they have to be a hundred thousand dollar, like jeep trucks the new i can't remember mm -hmm. rubicons and they have a tent that pops out and one guy had 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 a uh solar shower installed and like very big setup for camping and we were just sort of i was like yeah i grew up camping we've always had barely running very shitty sedan kind of cars nothing off-roady nothing ever with four-wheel drive and we went everywhere all the time just drove into like some of the well, worst back places you know and the thing was it was like now it's this yeah it's just all this performance of like oh i'm outdoorsy i'm outdoorsy all the gear yeah. and it's mm -hmm. always been like people who don't actually know yeah. how to do any of the stuff they just buy the stuff but like when i was a kid it was always you took the shittiest shitbox vehicle. Yeah. Because it's really hard on your vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to take so, your $80,000. So you know, Jeep. like the 77 suburban. Yeah. You know, 
that has no no radio like that's what you take yeah because who cares if you you know end drive up it into a lake the road, drive it into <laughs> yeah. a ditch yeah. you know like it's all you really need is is power yeah and gas for most of it so yeah i'm always like oh really did not have but and we were so tight so this car is so tiny we we were like okay we got to trade this in and get something we can actually take places we had the dogs with us in the back and all of our camping gear and it was so tight i i I told alex i don't know who i've turned into with you i don't like it i don't care for this person i've become because i have always been the most prepared backwoods person like i always have plenty of food and water and like every you know like an axe and a shovel like always have everything we get up to this little town and we our car was so small we couldn't pack food so we had no food we bought like peanut butter and jelly and some bread and a couple packs of ramen and like one backpacking meal to split and then we like went camping and I was like this is one day's worth I've never gone camping without like at least uh two weeks worth of food it's but partly because I have kids with me usually but um I was cracking up because I was like who is this person who is this person that just like rolls into the woods well I got like I got peanut butter I'll probably rolls be fine into the woods in my infinity <laughs> my dead lady convertible with no food um I was like I was like I did not used to be this laid back about things before I before you came along I was always a very like tightly planned never spontaneous type you know like I always had everything very well organized my camping stuff was in very well labeled bins and now it's just like everything's thrown in the car and if you forgot something guess what you'll probably survive and and we did and we had a great time and it was still super super fun and beautiful and we got to hike and camp and swim and um chip went swimming for the first time he uh has he never really well well apparently uh yeah, he i was in the water trying to teach bev to to swim i was like up above my waist and chip who has to be next to me at all times because he's codependent and i like that about him he was like i gotta go save my mom jumps into the creek floats down to me and is like apparently can swim we now know chip at 19 and a half years old went for his first swim um and then he actually stayed in the water with me and swam and i have the best picture ever it's on my instagram if you want to see him after that he uh laid down and i looked over at him we were in the hammocks we were all kind of napping and i looked over at him fully thought he was dead like (laughs) on his back limbs splayed tongue out of his mouth i was like oh chip's dead we killed chip nope just the most tired dog in america so yeah that was that was quite uh an amazing little trip speaking of camping i do have to tell you this one other thing really fast um henry turned 18 you know a couple months ago and he and some friends went for their first like solo no adults just kids camping trip and he was super excited there was a big group of them going he and his friend went and bought all the food got all the camping stuff organized Alex helped him get everything ready for this big group of kids and then like the day they're getting ready to leave they're supposed to go to Stanley uh of course what happens a kid jumps in why are we going to Stanley that's too long of a drive why don't we go to this place all these opinions start coming in kids are like why don't we go to Crouch why don't we go um Henry's about to lose his mind I finally give him the good lesson of, you know, sometimes you have to just say, well, I've got the food and I've got the gear and I'm going to Stanley and anybody who wants to come is welcome. And so after hour or days of trying to accommodate all of these kids ideas and, and hours of texting, he finally ends up doing that and being like, we're going to Stanley, you're welcome to join. 
So he gets up there and uh, three days in, he sends me a text and it's a meme of, a, and it says me trying to enjoy the camping trip. I shouldn't have invited anybody on. <laughs> and I would think it was like a very, and then he, so they just got home today and we were like, how'd it go? And he was like, oh my God, I spent so much money and I did all the work and blah, blah, blah. And all people did was complain the whole time. And everybody was like, blah, blah, blah. And everybody had all these opinions. And I was like, yeah, you should try camping with kids. Like that is literally, I was like, that's, you got a really oh, small taste. Yeah of what it's like to be a parent. And I was like, oh, was everybody mad at you? Did nobody have really a good time? Was it not actually relaxing at all? Would you have had a great time if you had just gone by yourself? Congratulations, you're a parent. You've done it. He was like, oh my God, it sucked. I hated it. It was so funny. So felt like you got a little taste of, of like what it's been like over the years to take. Cause I have taken them camping every year since they were little at the Oregon coast and mostly by myself, you know, uh, a couple of times with, uh, Alex and with, um, like their dad in the early years, but mostly it's been me, but yeah, I think he finally was like, how the fuck, <laughs> how did you do that? I was like, yeah, it's a lot. It was a real pain in the ass. So yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Bodie actually went on his first camping trip with friends um this spring or a couple months ago but they only just did an overnight which i thought was a really good idea and they went to the bruno sand dunes oh, which yeah. sounded horrible to me but um yeah. they didn't have to like have as much coordination with food and everything but what the part of it that i was surprised about was they uh there was a couple of girls on the trip and one of them like like streamed the whole thing and then like posted it on her blog and like made like this you know like influencer video about oh, it wow thanks thanks kiddo thanks yeah and Bodhi like showed me part of it and then like oh, didn't God. show me part of it and I was like you know what this is actually I don't want to know anything None of my business I yeah this yeah. is for sure something that like what happened what what happens there stays there kind of a yeah. deal um, cause I knew that I would just be cringing, yeah. uh, the whole time. So I was like, oh yeah, I don't want to see that. But I was like, that's so crazy to me that, yeah, that would be part of the experience now. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose so. I mean, it, I, I don't know how much it was for these kids, but yeah, I think that in general, making sure other people see what you're doing has become a huge part of the human experience, which I am really struggling with actually. Um, you're off Twitter. Yeah, I would be off Twitter, but I have to stay on for work. Uh, but I'm really ready to be off. I did. I did wish you were there the other day on Twitter. And I had a really good time. Thanks for letting the dog in to drink water noisily, babe. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, she's so thirsty. He said, she's so thirsty. She's a baby. She's so thirsty. Um, I did have a I, I missed you there the other day because we all had a pretty good time uh, when the Jonah Hill texts were released. Oh, that, yeah. You missed out. That was. a Yeah. Fun and thing. you texted me about it. Oh, and my I was God. Like, I was like, what are you talking about? And I had yeah, to you didn't even know. Google it. <laughs> you did Google it. You did Google it. Uh, it was funny because it was one of those times on Twitter where somebody somebody tweeted uh, uh, a friendship. I can't wait to have more friendships with women who are in unstable places and from your recent wild past. Uh, and I was like, what a weird thing to say. But also, I mean, I agree with that. I obviously always want women in my life with unstable pasts or whatever. Is there and, other kinds? 
Yeah, I'm not interested in women without uh, who aren't in an unstable place or with a wild pe- recent past. Uh, but then getting into those uh, those texts, Jocelyn. Okay, and I want people to li- who are listening to know. I no way am I. You and I have both been in very toxic controlling relationships with very toxic controlling men who I have been with men who tried to control what I wore, what I ate, what I weigh, um, men who make constant remarks about, you know, uh, how I move through the world, how I'm talking to a man after a show. I had an ex who, you know, who flipped out one time because I was talking to a male comedian too long a friend of mine, um, Dave, who is wonderful. We were talking and he had a meltdown afterward about how I should be talking to him after shows and not, not Dave. Why are you talking to Dave? Um, but I, so I'm not, I'm definitely not minimizing like what it's like to be with, uh, an abusive. And I think those texts are abusive. I saw a lot of men being like, it's okay to set a boundary. Yeah. A boundary is when you go, yeah, I can't be with a hot surfer girl. Um, it turns out I am go, I need to like work through my own jealousy and, uh, possessiveness before I can date someone this hot and someone who has a public presence. So I have to break up with you because I'm not ready for this. Not, you can't wear a bikini in public. That's not a boundary that's control. Um, but I just, some of those texts, did you read them? They are some of my, I just like kind of read a few of them, but I could only really, um, it was all through, you know, different sites that had posted just their commentary about it. And I just got frustrated because I can't search anything on the internet anymore and find no, what I'm looking for. That is it's very just true. Like, it's useless. Yeah. It's it's like, oh, did you want to see um, an ad, another ad, a tiny line of text and then more ads and then you don't actually ever get to see anything? Yeah. Um, but still, some of those uh, some of those texts were truly truly some of the funniest things um, I've ever read. And I think one of my favorite ones was where he's like chewing her out about how she doesn't respect him within surf culture. And I love that line. I walked around, swear to God, walked around saying that to myself over and over because I just could not stop laughing at this very famous, very well-known man being like, you don't respect me within surf culture. I mean, just, uh, um, Yeah. It just, I mean, obviously very, very fucked up. And then he doubled down, you know, and he, did you see that stuff? I sold merchandise on his website. Total absolute control. It's like, calm down, Crystalia, you fuck like gross. Um, but I was sad that you weren't there on Twitter for that because everybody was being so mean and they were making fun of him so hard. And, um, I just thought, I keep thinking I'm going to leave Twitter, but then, you know, something like that will happen. I'll be like, we do have fun, huh? We have fun. (laughs) It is kind of fun. <laughs> Fuck not respecting me in every way, in every situation within surf culture, babe. Like, who are these men? And okay, also the echoes of that. You know, I've dated a couple um, fairly famous men and the just absolute 100% insecurity that yes. they have, uh, the just absolute jealousy, but also always trying to couch it within like, um, I remember one time I was, I was dating this ma- famous man and he, I was at a, um, 12 step group meetup. Like, uh, I think we were bowling or something. I can't even remember. And he called me afterward and he was like, Hey babe, how was, how was it? How did it go? And I was like, Oh, it was really fun. It was great. And he was like, who was there? And I was like, um, I don't know. Like 
you know, this person, this person, and a bunch of fucking addicts, like 50 addicts. Like, I don't know. Also, guess what? It's anonymous. Like, I'm not going to like give you the home address of my fellow addicts. And he would not stop asking me who was there, who was there. And I finally was like, I'm not going to tell you because like, it's, um, you know, it's anonymous. And also it's like weird that you're like very, like, are, is there someone in particular that you're worried about? And he was like, oh, oh my gosh, no. Oh, I'm not being jealous. I'm not being possessive. I'm just like, I just want to hear about your day. I just want to hear blah, blah, blah. And it was like, I'm not an idiot. I'm 40 years old. I know when a man is freaking out because I was bowling with other men, you know, like it was just so sad. And this is a guy, you know, publicly so feminist, like such a cool guy, you know, and it's like that, that jealousy, that like, uh, possessiveness piece. Um, I just think if you're a dude who's doing that, like, you, you're not a progressive guy if you think that you own somebody and you can get them to take down Instagram posts. And he would do the same thing. He would be like, wow, you look really hot in that picture, babe. Uh, was that to your full friends list? Was that a close friends story? Was that to everybody? Yeah, what I really noticed about it that I feel like is a kind of a trademark of those those interactions with those kinds of guys is like the, the text thread Mm. which is like they make a point and then like a few seconds later they send another text and then another text and it's like it's just this very subtle difference uh, like from going from one place to the next that seems very like oh it's I'm just being conversational but it's actually just like you can see them getting madder and madder and like convincing Mm -hmm. themselves that they need to say it a different way or you know like and it's like a reiteration every time, yeah. but like a little different so that it's right. like, I'm just saying, babe, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not jealous. I'm just saying like, seems like that's an awfully small, small bathing suit. That's all I'm saying. Like a little more coverage might be classier. I mean, it might be good for your career to like lean into being classier. I'm always, I'm only saying that, but like 47 texts that tell right. you that you shouldn't wear something. So, so showing, you know, like, yeah. Like you can kind of see they're like, maybe second guessing themselves, but then they double down. It's like Mm -hmm. the second guess, then, then the double down. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And also the whole time trying to act like a really good dude. Who's just trying Mm -hmm. to help you out. Like I'm just being polite. I'm just trying to tell you my boundaries. You know, I'm just trying to, to like, let you know, I'm just trying to let you know, like I have to respect myself, babe. I have to respect myself. And it's like, just comes completely down to. (laughs) Right. And obviously I've been in therapy uh, and so now I'm using all of these words that are, are going to, you know, they're going to justify uh, this behavior, but you're just completely weaponizing them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that a lot of people posted this on Twitter. This is not my original idea, but people were saying that like, ah, fuck, we told men to go to therapy. And then now they're just really good at using therapy speak to justify their narcissism and their, you know, right. their insecurity and trying to make you live a much smaller life uh, so yeah. that they're less scared. And that's what it always comes down to when I, thinking back on that guy, I was talking about that guy. Um, like, okay, recently I hung out with somebody who we had grown up together, junior high, high school, and we were talking and I was telling him how I feel like one of the reasons Alex and I work is not just because of our SUVs, uh, but because of our, uh, you know, our luxury SUVs with the vanity plates, Jocelyn, that's a callback. Um, uh, <laughs> I knew it. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> I wanted to laugh. I wanted to laugh. So I explained it. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, what a pro. Um, no, not just because of that, but because like, 
Alex is like truly the first straight man I've ever been with who is not terrified of me. He is not scared of other men looking at me. He's not scared of other men desiring me. When we went camping, we went up, uh, my, my friend who works up at the park, we dated for years. Um, not years on and off for years, I guess, but, um, he's somebody I'm still very close to, but like we've had sex and, um, you know, like he was never my boyfriend, but we saw each other on and off for years and we're still very close. And, uh, and, he, when we were up there at one point, we were swimming and he was alone and Alex was back taking a nap. And he was like, is this going to bug Alex? Is he going to be mean? And I was like, no, because I'm not a possession. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm not like, I'm allowed to do whatever I want. I'm allowed to go swimming and do whatever the fuck I want. And I wouldn't be with somebody who would be worried about that. Who would be, I think, I think it's, de it definitely comes with age too. I mean, it is definitely a personality thing. And I think yeah. both Alex and Dave have that personality but I find that I'm not jealous yeah and yeah. I've been in situations I've been in relationships before where I did feel really insecure mm -hmm. where I would have been jealous where I would be looking at somebody's Instagram and being like who is you know who is that or like trying to put the pieces together of maybe what he's doing that's you know not loyal to me and so I've had moments in my life where I was insecure and jealous mm -hmm. sure. um and, and being I've, jealous is okay. That's an emotion. I've, been, but... I've grown out of a lot of that. Yeah. And I'm because I'm confident in myself and I'm confident in my relationship. And I know Dave. Yeah. And so even if he is having a really long conversation with somebody at a dinner party, uh, you know, I, I'm not gonna be like, Who the fuck are you to get over here? Right. Yeah, don't talk to her. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At all. I I totally get that. And like I feel like when we first started dating, I felt a little um I felt a little skittish at first, you know, I've been cheated on in relationships. I've cheated on people. I was like, uh, scared of like how the relationship was going to go. And so I think a in the beginning, I was a little more jealous. And then there was one time, um, we were somewhere and he was talking to this really beautiful woman. And then I was like, Oh, do you know what the worst thing that happens if Alex cheats on me and we break up the worst thing that happens, I finally get to go be a lesbian which is always what the God, what the gods intended. Right. Like that was always like, so I was like, that's literally the worst thing that happens is like, he hurts my feelings. Like I, I, I don't, you know, I love him. I want to be with him. He's my choice. Uh, if that changed for either one. And I think that's kind of what it comes down to is I think a lot of men don't understand consent that like being in a relationship should come from a place of like, wanting the other person to be their happiest and wanting them to pursue the life that they believe that will make them the most happy. So if, if Alex was like, Hey, I'm going to run off with this 19 year old babysitter. I'd be like, good riddance. Goodbye. <laughs> Cause I don't want to be with somebody who's trash like that for one thing, but also because like, I, I'm not going to keep him from what he says his happiness is. I, I don't know better than him you know, what would make him happy. So that all of this is me saying to Jonah Hill's uh, hot ex-surf girl, girlfriend, hit me up. Um, you, <laughs> I will buy you bikinis to wear all thongs. I will take all, I'll take the pictures for you to post. Um, I, no, I was like, have you seen her? Stunning. She is like the most beautiful woman in the world. And I'm like, Jonah Hill, you're a fool. What you should have done has been like, Babe, babe, that picture of you is so hot. You look so hot. You're the hottest, you know? Yeah. And, and shut also your like, mouth. I want to stand next to you in photos because yeah. look at what I managed to get. <laughs> yeah. Just being, I mean, it's just like, oh my God, I'm so lucky to be with you. Yeah. Go talk to your hot surfer friends. Also, how in that conversation 
Okay. I don't like Jonah Hill all that much. I didn't like him before this. We had a bad run in once at a show and warehouse show in LA. I never really liked him a whole lot. And he was a dick anyway. So, but like, well, I was going to say, when you texted me that I was like, I'm sorry, but I just, this doesn't seem out of character for him at all. No, like, this, like people were acting like it was a big reveal. And I was like, wait, I thought we already knew this guy was an asshole. Yeah. Wasn't that? I thought we were all like, oh, this guy. Yeah. yeah. But apparently, apparently no. Uh, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I just feel like I, if it was me, if it was me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be worried about any of that shit. I just wouldn't be worried about any of that shit. Maybe that's something that comes with age. Cause I would be like, oh, I'm Jonah Hill. Like I'm a famous actor. Like I don't have to worry about these surf dudes. I'm like a cool not this isn't true of Jonah Hill. I'm saying right. if I was at Jonah Hill's level, I would be like, yeah, I'm fucking I'm I'm like a cool guy with a cool career. And like I've done movies and like I'm I feel pretty good about myself and uh, what I can offer in a relationship like Jonah Hill is still that fucking insecure, you know? Yeah, but that's how it is. I guess that's how it is. Um, anything this week in moms before we go? Do you have anything in this? I have a sweet one. Actually, we sometimes make fun of our moms, but I have a very sweet one. Um, um, no, the, the, I went to see the new Indiana Jones movie with my parents aw. and, um, it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. I just like, let myself just love it. Oh, um, okay. I have I heard made good the, things, but I'm, I, guess I don't, I don't I need anybody go. else to like it. I just <laughs> had a very like double nostalgic experience with it. We used to go see all the Indiana Jones movies when I was a kid at the Egyptian theater with my dad uh, after school got out. And um, so I just wanted to really Aww. like it. And I did. Um, but I hate going to the movies with my mom. Cause she talks through the whole thing in like a full voice. <laughs> so I just was really strategic and went into the theater and took the farthest seat away from my mom. And then uh, Bodhi sat next to her. And Amazing. I think he was just fine explaining to her what was going on. <laughs> I was like, yeah, so I could go to a movie with my mom. I just have to sit seven people away. See, there you go. <laughs> That's how you set a boundary. Oh, there but you I go. do have uh, tied into that. I have, I, in the theater, um, made a note, made a mental note to say the person I hate this week is the guy who was sitting in front of me who had something in a crinkly wrapper that he crinkled throughout the movie and it was not a quiet movie it was a very loud movie and I could hear him rustling 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 his fucking candy wrapper and I was just like <laughs> this still fucking exists this guy still <laughs> is at this they haven't made a quiet movie. candy wrapper yet my god it's like how does this even happen I've gone to a movie like once in four years and this guy's sitting in front of me yeah so that's who I hate this week and my weekend moms all wrapped up in one. That's a pretty good one. I feel like you should sometime watch a, a movie with Calvin who the other night we were all watching uh, the new Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, which I cannot recommend highly enough. It is beautiful. Second season. I'm so obsessed with it. Uh, I wish I had another podcast where I could talk about Star Trek all the time because nobody wants to talk about Star Trek. Yeah, don't talk. That's I know. I know not this podcast. I want to, though. Um <laughs> But he was eating 
candy and um it was rustling and rustling for so long I thought he was doing a bit and I was like laughing and then finally I was like all right Calvin enough and he was like huh and he was not doing a bit it was just full rustle rustle so it could have been him I think he went to Indiana Jones it was probably Calvin um no this was a this was definitely a middle-aged white man okay okay um, so just a, yeah just a rustler um, mine is really sweet. We went to the natatorium, which is a big pool here in Boise, um, with a big water slide last night for my nephew's birthday. And my whole family went and, um, my parents had never been on the water slide. My aunt and my what? parents and my aunt and my stepdad, Bill had never been on a water slide period ever. And, um, it was the cutest, it is pretty cutest. dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> according, according to my family. Uh, and it was the cutest, cutest thing because, um, my mom went down. So my mom actually had gone last year. My mom tried it. Um, and she was fully clothed. She wasn't planning to swim. And last year, my mom rode the water slide fully clothed just because the kids like bullied her into it. So she tried it. And this year she came and she was so excited and my, my parents, uh, rode the water slide over and over and over and over. Like they were six years old and my mom went like 40 times and it was the cutest. It was truly the cutest, sweetest thing. And I, you know, I was watching my mom and I was like, you know, I think it's really easy to forget that, like, that your parents have this like child inside them much in the way you do. And especially I think with boomer parents, uh, it can be especially hard since, they a lot of times haven't done a lot in the meantime to uh, gentle parent that inner child the way I think a lot of our generation has, like, because we were like, oh, we didn't get the parenting we needed. So we gave it to each other. Or we gave it to ourselves. Um, I don't think, and I was watching her and I was, and my, and my stepdad, who was so cute, he, he went down and I got the funniest picture of him and my aunt, uh, you could hear her cackling from the top of the slide, just screaming and cackling. And she got out and immediately ran back up like she was six years old. And it was just such a joyful, incredibly sweet thing and just so endearing. And, you know, I think so often your parents mostly kind of drive, even though you love them, they kind of drive you up the wall. And instead it was just one of those moments where I was just like, my parents are the sweetest people. My mom and stepdad, they're just the they're just really, truly the sweetest people. Uh, and it was very, very cute. So I feel like usually my This Week in Moms is like, well, she texted me the most bananas thing you've ever heard. But this week it was something really, really sweet. So I figured nice. I'd give you that one. Yeah. That's All right. Really well, anything else? And you got anything else? I think we're we're over time technically. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know yeah, we, have we used to have like two hour podcasts and now we're just trying to keep it at a tight, tight 30, 30 to 45. 30. Yeah. It was supposed to be, we were like, let's keep it a tight 30. This one's gone a little longer, but we had a lot to talk about because it's been yeah. a couple weeks or a few weeks yeah. even. So, yeah. all yeah, right. I think, I think we, we, we did good despite uh, your hesitation. I know. So. I was like, I can't, I'm in such a bad mood. I hate everything. I don't feel good. Blah. <laughs> I just ate a meatball. Blah. Like I felt <laughs> terrible, but you were right. You were like, you always feel better after we skate. And just like when, um, Recently, I've been getting up early at seven and um, doing yoga before work, and it makes me feel better. Oh, and better. it makes you feel better? Yeah, huh. and I hate it. I'm so mad. I'm so, I feel so betrayed. I feel so betrayed. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, this really improves my entire day. I'm so So pissed. I'm going to give you another tip. Uh, drink more water. No. <laughs> can't do it. I don't want to. Stop. <laughs> well, I'm 
going to give you a tip. Buy some ugly shorts. Um, <laughs> all right. This was so fun. All and right. I'll see you soon. Love right. you. Love you. Bye. Bye.